0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. This is your host of Talk Architecture Podcast, Nazyati Muhammad Yako. Today the topic is on accommodating disabilities in architecture companies. So this is taken from the book Ethics for Architects 50 Dilemmas of Professional Practice by Thomas Fisher. Published by Architecture Briefs, the Foundation of Architecture. This is just a page where I will read and I may comment if I see I need to. Page 118. Accommodating Disabilities. Human diversity makes tolerance more than a virtue. It makes it a requirement for survival, says Dubot. It starts here in this book, chapter. A firm seeking to fill a position had more than its share of excellent applicants, one of whom was disabled and would require that some changes be made to the office in terms of wheelchair access, restroom design, and the like. Some of the firm's partners argued that they had enough other good candidates that they did not need to go through the expense of making physical changes to their office to hire a disabled employee, while a few others thought that they needed to make the office handicapped accessible anyway and that this hire would give them a good reason to do so. The Americans with Disabilities Act signed into law in 1990 has transformed how employers accommodate employees' physical needs by making access for the disabled a civil right as much as a building code requirement. It has become, in other words, an ethical and legal issue as much as an architectural and technical one Based on the universal right of all people to have access to buildings and the spaces in and around them. That universal right has led in turn to universal design, in which the removal of architectural barriers benefits not only the relatively few people who have permanent disabilities but also who, at various times in life, have. Limitations and mobility, whether as a parent with a stroller, an adult on crutches or an elder with a walker, I would like to correct this permanent impairments rather than disabilities. I have um a comment on this um that the environment disables us it's not to do with the person's um the person's lack of anything is to do with the the lack of support that the environment uh, has been designed that way. So, a an environment can be disabling to a dis uh disabled person. So when we talk about disabled persons, it has to have the word dis- persons as well after disabled. And that actually are persons with disabilities is also another way of, of um, the United Nations uh, would address disabled persons. So with that regard, um, sometimes the term is not really suitable um, when I read it. The very basis of ethics, argued the philosopher Emmanuel Levinas, lies in our taking responsibility for others out of a realization of how we are both separate and inseparable from them. This is the support system. eh? The more we recognize and respect the diversity of others, the more we see and accept it in ourselves, in our own being. That goes along with the concept of disability where a person will be disabled sometime in life. Such an embrace of diversity is not just virtuous, something that we should do because reason tells us that is, it is good to do so, but also, as the biologist René Dubois suge- suggested, it is a requirement for survival, a requirement made visible in universal design. In accommodating people with various abilities, actually this is not really right. When you use the word people with various abilities, uh, you should say persons with disabilities. Universal design ensures that all of us, whether our capacities have equal access to the design environment and equal chance of surviving and thriving in it. The question of whether this firm should hire and and physically accommodate a disabled person is not the real question to ask. We are all differently abled. Again, um, this is the wrong way of saying it, but I, I like to read this article because I'm taking it as it is, but the way that the author writes is not... Um, correctly correct in a way of using the word disability and disabled and also disabled persons do not want to be called differently abled however we i'll take it like um, the author is saying that in a very general way and not referring to disabled persons so i repeat again what he said we are all differently abled each in our own way and various points in our lives and so making a space handicapped accessible really involves making it accessible to everyone, including ourselves and everyone else. The word handicapped is not used now, um, so people like to use um, "disable access. When you think about the word "disable access, you're focusing on the environment that is disabling, not on the human being. Okay, um, the litigation that can arise as a result of not doing so is thus not an imposition on us, but a reminder of what we should do as a responsibility to all. If hiring this staff person provides the excuse to make the necessary changes, then so be it. But even if the firm does not hire this person for the position, making a office physically accessible should take precedence since we never know when we or any staff member or client might need it. I will take that the intention of the author is good so whatever he wrote, if it's incorrect in my opinion, it's with the right intention. The boss's comment about survival has another meaning as well. We need to do all we can to accommodate the diverse abilities and perspectives of other people because through that diversity, we gain the strength and understanding that we may need in order to survive. That may be obvious. In a physical setting where an inability to escape from an inaccessible building, in the case of a fire, for example, can mean the difference between a person's life and death. But the existence of a diverse, of differently abled people in an organization like that, of diverse plants, animals, in the ecosystem, helps make it healthier, more resilient, and better able to survive whatever might come along. You see, when you talk about plants, uh, diverse plants or animals in the ecosystem, there are plants and animals that Are impaired, yeah, due to a a disease, uh, having disease or something like similar to human beings. There are people who are persons who are with impairments. So that's why this diverse, the way of using diversity, um, diversity of differently able people, is is a bit fraught with um, a. The the idea that is ableist. Ableist is something that is a negative perception of persons with disabilities. Um, so we do not want ableist language to be part of our uh, text. So diversity of differently able people. It is true that is negotiating the concept of disability People just need to say there are people and people do get disabled by the environment because there are persons with impairments and the environment was not built for them them, or the support system was not accommodated for them. So that's this, this, uh, it's a a bit of change of thinking where then you will realize about rights-based um, or activism that is based on the legal, why we have these legal instruments. The reason for this Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities and the American Disabilities Act came about based on uh, discriminatory practices that persons with disabilities face. So what this article is trying to do is, uh, okay, you know, we, we just need to accommodate to a diverse group of people people who are differently able so, so yeah it's very um uh this in a way it, I like to say wishy-washy because it is not really um it's like an option it's like uh you sh- um you know a, a company will need to accommodate to people uh, who have diverse needs as you know diverse diversity of people and diverse needs of people are two different terms for example so the way we use um, these languages is very important there are many factors that go into a hiring decision such as the one described here but there is no question that we all benefit from increasing the diversity of people with whom we interact the range of perspectives that we encounter and the accessibility of the places in which we are, we live and work, we learn the most from those who have overcome the most, whether physically disabled or challenged in some other way. And the more we open our minds to learn from them, the more able we will become as human beings and the more skilled we will become in overcoming whatever challenge confronts us. So the idea that a company... Um, adopts diverse, diverse group of people is different than a company um, adopts a policies to to cater to the diverse needs of people that they employ. So when we talk about diverse needs, there could be sensory impairment uh, that some people experience like blind blindness or a hearing impairment and that they have a certain need to perform so have you have the company have got the support system to accommodate to the needs so that they can perform uh, or given the opportunity similar to other people in the company for example so um, accommodating a diverse uh, diverse abilities is something else you see you see the point i'm trying to make yeah ability people have uh when we talk about human resource this is uh, this um what i've read here i appreciate what the author is trying to do but at the same time it has to be no correct language meaning that um uh it about is about architectural practice where you have maybe human resource uh, manager having to deal with this and also dealing with the company as a whole, talking to the owner of the company, the directors and saying that if if we think that a person has the potential to be part of the office, then that then we should um, re, uh, make good the office to cater to their needs. It is the right thing to do. So that's, in an essence, is reasonable adjustments, which the legislations, many legislations talk about. And um, so if you, in the beginning, you create a design that you think that would accommodate to different, uh, different abilities, but um, in your practice, if a person has more than those, you know, there could be special needs and you can't accommodate it. So you would reject that person. So you see, there are two different attitudes here, two different perceptions of the word diversity or diverse needs. Diverse group, uh, abilities or diverse needs. So, uh, language is everything. Definition is everything. Conceptualization, uh, co- conceptualization of the word, disability is everything in order for us to get it right in terms of um, based on rights base, um, rights base is something that scares people obviously and there's a lot of legislation that demands so, because um, that equal opportunity, that equity that a person with disabilities does not have, like others would have. So we all very much um, uh, would like this to change. Now, I have a few more minutes here where i like to talk about my own particular issue. Um of being a member of uh, architecture department staff in the university. We're not talking architecture company here, we're talking about, um, um, you know, um, uh, a university. And in many places, uh, universities are in old buildings, such as, um, or historic buildings, such as in the UK. Uh, So in Malaysia, generally you have a lot of offices um, in um, second floors or third floor. I've been working in those offices before and um, it is trying to get up to the first floor the second floor every day. I've done that before going up and down the staircases and to, to at one time I can't anymore obviously. But in the university they have all the lifts and the lifts are good. Uh, when there is breakdown of the lips and I'm on a certain floor, then the fire escape procedure or the means of escape is not uh, properly um, uh, planned or executed. So I've been through several um, fire drills which were not really safe for me to ex- to, to be uh, to, to, to escape from the building. And there were also instances of um, having to to use places and facilities that are not that accessible. Or the idea or the notion that, um, that, you know, they don't um, console you that, you're, that this sort of things, you're not in the know of what are the plans you just hear hearsay of, of people saying that you're going to have studios in an old wing that doesn't have a set of leave, lifts. There is no access to the floors, and they were saying they're going to have studios there. So I feel, one thing is I feel left out. So And I felt aggrieved, so I did the complaint, but only after five years they managed to create a, a lift in, in that wing. So what I'm trying to say is that as a staff member and you're disabled, you're part of the group. You're not asking something out of the ordinary when you ask things. It's not something that is an agenda of yours to cause, to make things more difficult for others. It's just your right. It's a rights-based complaint, which should not be taken as something that is out of the ordinary. So that's some of these issues that I, I presented from this article accommodating disabilities and what it means uh, when you are an employer, be it an architecture practice or simil- or have something to do with architecture. so with that i I would like to remind you that I uh, have a program on five reasons you struggle to advance in your career as a mid-level architect and how to fix it fast, do DM me or send an email to me at naziati at gmail um, Yes, send me a request for the a copy of what I said earlier, um, a high-value gift and hopefully we can chat about it thank you very much